What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Corner Post. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the last episode on iTunes. Got around 50-something listeners on there. People have been tweeting in some questions as well, which certainly helps with the show. As always, I'm Sebastian Quinn here, joined by Daniel Rostevsky. Hi, yeah. And with the festive period being one of the beers of the year, we are joined by a special guest, Sebastian Pepper Rodriguez. <laughs> there you go, there you go. That's <laughs> so, uh, no Oli Alex Wagner today. He currently has family over joining him from Germany. Um, it's been a busy, busy month altogether for the Premier League with almost two rounds per week. So, uh, it's been getting pretty hectic. We are doing recording this after match day 20. So, we'll, we will be getting a full podcast on that one coming in the next few days. Uh, so, but we're going to get into match day 19, which started off with a Christmas crowd as the Premier League wanted to say with Arsenal 3 Liverpool 3 uh, Liverpool surrender a two-goal lead uh, Coutinho getting off the mark with his first ever Premier League headed goal uh, believe it or not he's short so yeah it makes sense mm. <laughs> um, getting off them off the mark with a headed goal before falling behind from Mohamed Salah a bit of a lucky deflection to get them ahead but in the end 2-0 check with no real chance on that one yeah and it's 2-0, 56th minute, and Arsenal, in the space of four minutes and 45 seconds, come back to make it 3-2. Just the barrage of goals that was. Just some ridiculous stuff. So yeah. so Arsenal's first half was, I mean, just absolutely dreadful, if I'm putting it nicely. Just so many dispossessions, playing a little bit, like, just far too rushed as well, which is what I found. And even though they did have, I think it was, they had possession in their favor, 52-48 to 48 from memory, but just couldn't maintain it and whatever chances they did have fell to Lacazette went straight to Mignolet and also same thing for Sanchez just couldn't keep the ball under control but I think the one thing to discuss has been the goalkeeping in this game with uh, Granite Xhaka scoring a long range screamer at the same time just you kind of expect a little bit more from Mignolet to save that one I mean Mignolet was Gary Neville yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep your hands up it's just I don't know I mean the I mean Xhaka hit it fairly well to be fair and he yeah. was going right at Mignolet. And any normal goalkeeper really should be using two hands to save this one. But key, word, key word there, normal. Normal, <laughs> yeah. This is Mignolet, he's, he's special. So he went, with, he went at it with one hand. And it looked like a knuckleball shot, to be fair. But at the same time, yeah, I don't know what Mignolet was, was thinking when trying to save it. Because he went to punch it and it came off like the side of his wrist. Mm. Yeah. And just went out altogether. So, I mean, that was their second goal. The first one coming from Sanchez with a header at close range. Couldn't do too much else at that point and then Ozil with um, what's now become his trademark goal kicking the ball with a bounce pass into yeah, the ground as well yeah on top of it yeah. bouncing over the keeper so going up 3-2 and then in classic Arsenal fashion botched it through Peter Cech uh, Firmino completely free in the middle of the box had a shot and then Cech got a pretty solid hand to it and then just went up and over and into the back of the net it's unfortunate see with Cech yeah. you, can, you can let it slide yeah he's proved himself Mignolet though come on Come on, son. Uh, yeah, I mean, how? I know. How, how would you feel like as as Lorius Carrius on the bench? You're seeing Mignolet do these sort of things. Like, are you not going to the to Jurgen Klopp's office like almost every week saying, "Listen, like, I really should be starting ahead of him." Uh, I don't know about that because, like, Mignolet, like, I wouldn't say he's a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I would, like if everyone says he's, but that's just because he's playing for Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the the expectations for Liverpool, as we all know, is always ridiculously high, like mm. even when it's like their team's not even that good. So, but I, I, I don't know if he should be saying, well, I should be starting in front, but I think he should get a tries, you know, and like mm-hmm. he should be actually like, he might prove that I think Liverpool just need to buy a better keeper, yeah. to be completely honest. They just need to buy like one that they already know. Walt oh, this guy's a pretty good yeah. keeper, you know. No more of this like mediocre, like, oh, he's good, he's okay. Well, yeah, top, he'll top roll class. into it, that kind of yeah. thing. Top it, class keepers yeah. what we need. 
If you could pick one um, just off the top of your head, any any particular keeper that comes to mind? Well, here's the thing. Like, all the best keepers are already in teams where they're going to win. You know, mm. like, you think of, like, I'd the say, Gea is, like, in Man United. I would, yeah, I would yeah. stay in Man United if I was the Gea. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Sergio Romero there who hasn't been playing much. Probably yeah, could, first like, team I, quality keeper. Yeah, I would, I, I would probably, if I was Liverpool, I'd probably go for, like, that secondary keeper that yeah. these big teams hold for, like, the Champions League and shit. Yeah, yeah. And if they're kind of willing, like, oh, they're kind of in that stage where they're like, I want to be a first keeper but I can't in this big team then mm. maybe uh, they should go for that I don't know though. probably even more unlikely than Romero but you do have Claudio Bravo sitting on the bench at Manchester City true um, and he did well against Leicester from memory in the Carabao Cup to save those penalties but you know he's I mean he was at Barcelona starting two what two years ago yeah that so yeah. Bravo Bravo plays way better for international yeah Barcelona. no definitely like he's ridiculous internationally well, I'd say go, go, go for Casillas Casillas yeah he's oh. got I think he's on a one year contract at Porto I think or mm. he probably got one year left yeah he's old but I, he, he won't be that expensive he's definitely even even yeah like even experience. even like even like if that helps Mignolet do you know what I mean like yeah. if Casillas comes along mm. and like just even if that helps like I don't know, but they definitely have a keeper problem doing at Liverpool because all the other big teams don't have the, yeah. that much of a keeper problem. Yeah. I mean, especially not Man United. Top three, four and teams Man City, have like those top two quality are, keepers. Yeah. Chelsea, they've all got the best keepers. Like, Yeah, I feel like it's just a it's just a backline issue in general for Liverpool, which has fortunately been somewhat resolved uh, just recently, actually. Breaking news. Breaking news in the Premier League with Virgil van Dijk signing with them for yeah. £75 million. Pounds. That's a record fee or something. Like record that. fee for a, for a defender, oh, which wow. was previously held by Otamendi and Mangala from memory, and then Stones. So yeah, yeah. all Manchester City. City. And <laughs> Liverpool comes out and like, okay. Overpriced. That's where, overpriced. Where's yeah. your Arab money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got English money, yeah, mate. American, I think. So what was what was your first reaction when you hear 75 million um, oh, for Virgil van Dijk? Oh, that's that's right. My reaction for van Dijk was yes. Yeah. The price tag? Mm. Yeah, the price tag is Shaking crazy. my head. Yeah. The price tag is pretty crazy. Like, think about like, do you remember when Torres? How much did Torres get sold in? Was like a big deal. I think it was 50, yeah, 50, 50, 50 it was to 50 Chelsea, and it was a huge deal. And he was at that point like he was really good and everything. Just like at the end of his peak, yeah, yeah. still still top. And top, that's top that's that's one point five times better, bigger, and it's that's, and it's just for a, so inflated. It's crazy, days. it's crazy. No. But if they got the money, it's like who cares? It's not our money. Mm. You know, it's just transferring between clubs. They're all they're all trading money all the time. So it's mm. not if it's not our money, they can spend whatever they want on the players they, they could have got as as a different centre back I'd say yeah, yeah. anyone in particular I would have gone for Pepe I've always been saying Pepe yeah shouldn't have gone to Besiktas should have just come to Liverpool Dyke, I mean definitely like the signing obviously he's a quality centre back and we were saying in our, he's a ball playing centre back which is good yeah and we were saying in our, in our mid-season review that they do need a, a commanding centre back to kind of just organise the defence yeah because on yeah. the right hand side they've got Alexander Arnold now on the left hand side they're playing um, Andrew Robertson you know, these are two kids who are what? I mean, Robertson's 23, um, Alexander yeah. Arnold's younger. Yeah. Um, and then what, Matip and, I mean, Lovren, who's had a shocker um, for God knows how long. The three that they, they need, rotate. They need an experienced centre-back. Yeah. Like, left-back and right-back, you can always play youngsters. Um, mm. Like, it's mm. going to sound a little bit a, a bad thing to say, but they are kind of the easiest positions to play on the field. Yeah. Like, left-back, right-back, you kind of mark the winning, wingers and that's kind of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can play there. Like any, anyone can play left back, right back. But like, it takes like a certain like special type of player to be like the best in left back, yeah. like a proper, like effective left back and right back. But mm. the point is like you can put, you can afford to put youngsters there. Yeah. 
Uh, they do. They just need some good center. I mean, we're talking about the two most inconsistent big teams. I say in the EPL, Liverpool and Arsenal. Yeah. You know what I mean, mm. Liverpool's inconsistent as well. So uh, they just need like some like solid foundation. You know, like something to yeah. like stabilize I mean, them on look, the big. He's moments. not going to fix their all their problems. No, nah. I wouldn't go into thinking that's it, boys. The, yeah. champ- the championship is ours. Yeah, I think it's going to provide provide a bit more stability. But that's probably about it. Yeah, I feel like left back, just to your point, Pep, um, the left back and right back, you can kind of compromise and get away with not having such a great player there. Mm, yeah. But you really can't compromise on a good centre half. Nah, like, the know, whole nah. spine of any yeah. of any formation, the spine, centre midfields, strikers, goalkeepers, obviously, like we just saw in that game, you know, goalkeepers, yeah. centre backs, the, the whole spine of, of teams is like essential. Like you need good, good players there. Yeah, absolutely. it's just going to, break down mm. so. mm-hmm. well speaking of spines Leicester 2 Manchester United 2 uh, Leicester come back from 2-1 down one mutter with a rare double you just never really hear that these days with Harry Maguire everyone's favourite English centre back uh, getting a goal right at the death uh, kind of a typical Leicester game came out had a really great counter attack to get on the board yeah. Mara is being sent straight through with his now blonde hair what do you guys make of that? Uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he can do what he wants yeah. to be honest I don't care but is he getting what 300,000 a week? Yeah. he can do what he wants yeah he can just do whatever he wants let him if he goes bold then he's still like he's still playing, yeah. playing for Leicester it doesn't matter mm. Well, um, Jamie Vardy got on the board. I think he now has um, he has six goals against the teams that are in the top six, having played against only five of them so far. So it really kind of rises to the big occasion for them. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, former outcast, I should say, Juan Mata getting the double. Uh, tidy finish inside the box, you know, found himself free, mm. put it past Schmeichel. But then his second one was a pretty, it was a decent free kick, but um, nothing spectacular. It was quite central watching it on replay as well. And, uh, for a keeper of Schmeichel's caliber, you kind of expect a little bit more. That's someone they should get. Schmeichel. Could, could be from Leicester. Yeah. yeah, go on. Go He'd on. be a huge signing yeah. for them. Um, but yeah, Leicester, when a man down, uh, Daniel Amate, 16 minutes after being subbed on, picked up two yellows, Marcus Rashford, just suckering him in, literally running down the touchline, just, you know, like in FIFA, yeah. hold, hold the right stick a little bit further, Trapped him. push it ahead. And yeah, Amate just ran in, pushed him over. Referee was like, you know, yeah. yellow card, not straight it. off. I think they were fair, to be honest. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. Mm. It was just, like, yeah, that's just reckless, how it, if stupid. You're, if, you're, if you're stupid enough to like go in there, you know what I mean? Like, obviously when he's kind of baiting you, yeah. Yeah. it's just like, just stay back do you mean I mean just really to the detriment of the team because United had so many chances Lukaku and uh, Anthony Martial as well just getting I mean right in front of goal and just typical Lukaku typical Lukaku just has a shitload of opportunities and then just I don't know he'll get one Hmm. or two and then he's alright to get those opportunities but he just if he could score at least like 50% of the opportunities he gets, yeah. he would be like- He'd easily be on like his conversion, His conversion rate's pretty poor. It's pretty yeah. poor. Like yeah. It would be just, but he's, he, if he could just get those goals, like far, Manchester United would be smashing teams, but- mm. It's a game they should have won, bro. That's what Man City does, but- Do we feel like Lukaku's price tag has been justified so far or, I mean, still early days and who, at the same time, he still has like nine goals to his name for the season. I, so. I mean- I wouldn't say it's been justified. Well, we still got most of the season to go. Yeah, like we are at the, the halfway point. Yeah, true. So, like, at this point, I'd say no. But then again, he could come out he with might, yeah. tw- twenty more because goals he started off well. Yeah, he started yeah. off really well. Yeah, and then seven he kinda, from seven. Yeah, then he kind of dropped down, mm. and then and we're only talking about goals as well because yeah, um, and also Man United just sort of have those games where they're just not doing well. So yeah, 
but uh does it also come down to Mourinho's style of play as well yeah I'd say so as well that's, like, where, the, that's where the main I can't blame everything on Lukaku yeah, but at the same time I can see I can see like Lukaku if he did most of the opportunities that he gets like mm-hmm. if he scored most then he'd be like at the point where everyone's like oh then you know he's one of the best strikers right now yeah. justified mm. and everything but so it's kind of on his fault and on Mourinho's like way but mm. Well, I think Wags brought it up earlier saying that um, Lukaku is the type of striker that will, when you're winning 3-0, he'll get the fourth goal yeah. instead of being one of those players where it can come in and drastically affect the game and change yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like Vardy, you know, like we just thought yeah. about Vardy mm. saying, like scoring one of the big moments, you know. Cometh the hour, cometh the man, Harry Maguire in the final <laughs> minute of the game. Uh, kind of feel bad for United because Chris Smalling had done his hamstring just prior to it and he was hobbling around and um, unable to mark anyone, obviously. And yeah, Harry Maguire sneaking in at the back post. So the 2-2 draw um, and the 2-2 draw from this week, don't forget we'll get to match day 20 in another podcast, means that United have now not won in three straight games, including a 2-1 defeat to Bailey Wright's Bristol City in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, the boys. So uh, Peter Peter on Twitter asks, uh, does this mean crisis mode for United? And how much is this attributed to the crazy schedule in December? It, I'd say it is crisis mode, not because not because it's like they're in bad, they are in bad form, but it's like it wouldn't be a crisis mode if it wasn't any other season. Mm-hmm. It's just this season, Man City is just winning everyone. So it is crisis mode because yeah. they're just pulling away now. Yeah. yeah. And it is like because of Man City, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, it's not I wouldn't say that's it red, red button crisis mode straight away I'd say okay prepare for it Yeah. because if, yeah. if this happens probably the next three rounds once the, the what's it called that massive turnover of the year yeah. all the fixtures start slowing down a bit mm-hmm. that's when you start assessing again if it's still poor like this then I'd say yeah Man United have put themselves in a position where it's like okay we're gonna have to kind of rely on Man City dropping off yeah that's and that's very happen. hard because they've just gone through the entire competition without losing a game they only drew once yeah, yeah. beat the rest of the, the every other team so they already proved they can do it once Jane. yeah and when Man City's not in form they're kind of like beating teams anyway one nil mm. two nil and then when they are mm-hmm. involved they're just smashing them four or five nils so I would say Manchester United is kind of in that crisis mode right now where they're kind of like well definitely if re-evaluate we dropping, everything if they, if they keep dropping they're done I think yeah. they're done yeah. so. well they're still sitting in second at the moment but you know you can very easily see them dropping down further with Chelsea and yeah. I mean even Liverpool slash yeah. Spurs I mean slash if they're happy Arsenal. with top four Champions League spot then look just yeah. assess yeah. it and think okay we can do with that but if you mm. want to compete top spot you yeah. have to do a lot of a lot I of mean, rethinking there. Look for Champions League, I wouldn't say they should be in crisis mode because I they'll definitely come back to winning like the teams anyway. Yeah. yeah. But for winning the Premier League, they are. You know, yeah. And, yep. Like it's it's going to be very hard. It's going to be very hard. Well, Mourinho, it was interesting this week because Mourinho came out and said that well, the the fix to this is to now spend more money in the transfer window. <laughs> so I mean, he yeah. could like th- this Pep. Pep Guardiola just said the same thing last year when Man City didn't win any. Well, they didn't. They kind of did very average. Well, not average. Average for them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Average for them. And then and then Pep Guardiola said, "Well, they're not my players. I want to spend money on my players to yeah. get my team." Mm. And then look what happened. Yeah. So yeah. I I could see him being right, but at the same time, I don't know who else he could get. To I was going to say. I pose a question to you, boys. You're given two hundred million. Who would you mm. get if you're if you're if you're uh, Jose right now? I don't know. I would say like I would. Because oh. you don't need a keeper. 
Yeah, you know, De Gea is. No, De Gea is yeah. I think De Gea is right now the, the best, best keeper, keeper in the, the world, world right yeah. now. Yeah, I wouldn't right say now. you need any more attackers. You got Ibra, Lukaku, mm-hmm. yeah, Rashford, yeah, Martial. Lingard's hit a really nice bit of form. And their as defense, well. their defense is good. I, I'm not going to say their defense is bad. I think they've mm. conceded just about the same amount of goals that Man City yeah. has. So yeah. I wouldn't say their defense is bad. But then they, they got Pogba, Marta in the midfield. Mm. Who else would you get? Oh, that's the thing. I think they need wingers and stuff. I think I don't know. Yeah. Actually, young. I think I think yeah. You can't rely on young. So I can't even say that he's bad. Like yeah. I'd say I'd say if, if he wants to spend money, get, try and get Bale. Yeah. There's a lot of talk with Bale coming oh. around. Because I don't think you can just rely on. They do need that Rashford one and player, eh? that yeah. one player to like kind of come out and you know. I definitely yeah, say it's a winger. Games. It's kind of funny because I feel like United right now don't have a huge superstar. Like you kind of yeah. I mean, you look at I was going to say City, but it's a team full of superstars. Yeah, but, City. Mm. City City's weird because City is a team full of superstars, but they don't play like they are. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, they, they all play, play like, like they're, they're, yeah, they're just they all play like, average players. Yeah. Like the, way, the way they act as if like, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not special, man. We're yeah, just, they're not special. They're, they're playing like a team. Well, look at their results. I mean, just yeah, doing so well. Themselves. Yeah. yeah, so well. Exactly what the way uh, football should be played. I yeah, think. Like, yeah. They're, they're doing exactly what should be happening mm. in games. Like, so yeah, I kind of feel like United just need that one transcendent player just comes in. And just like tells everyone, I was like, listen, I'm going to go get a goal, and you know, this is yeah. what I'm going to do. Kind of mm. like Sanchez for Arsenal almost, where yeah. he comes in, everyone yeah. else can just go stand over it's there like, by themselves. Sanchez is on, let's get yeah, yeah. do it. Yeah, I'm going to go murder someone, basically. Because they don't have that in Lukaku. No, no, nah. they do not. I think they have Lukaku. big players, but in like positions that aren't the ones that will, okay, make or break. Yeah. They've got mm. Pogba defensive midfield. You don't see them, you don't see them yeah. make winning games. Yeah, like they'll, they'll help someone win a game. Yeah. He'll give it to Rashford or Young, and they're like, okay, you got a goal for us. We're down by two already. Yeah, if I was Mourinho, I'd probably get one more midfielder an attacking good mid because Juan Mata is an attacking midfielder but he's very much like Spanish style pass the ball calm down not Mourinho style you want that aggressive attacking midfielder they need more aggressive attacking and I think they need like they I think their attack like up front is fine maybe I don't know Mm. Lukaku but whatever um, I think they just need an aggressive attacking midfielder yeah Yeah. Man City's got that in space like De Bruyne you know the David Silver can perfect do perfect that example. on days. You know, yeah, like he Bernardo Silver even. Yeah. But, you know. yeah. So, yeah, it's a really tough, real tough one for United at the moment. They do have Matic sitting in, at CDM as well and Pogba moving up. It's, and just, it's just the way he plays yeah. Mourinho. That's the thing. He's, he's got, just defensive. He's got mad players, but he just... It's just the way he Working plays. him together, it's, just, it's yeah. a struggle. Yeah, I feel like Matic is almost the perfect player for Mourinho considering like the defensive style of play. I think he brought him yeah. pretty much from Chelsea. From like, Chelsea you, you I'm, I'm bringing you in. Yeah. So, I mean, like, good. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. That's like, he could honestly not spend any more money. Yeah. Fix the way he works his team and he could, he could mm. start getting, getting well, wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if they change their style and just start attacking like they normally would, then, I mean, you know, they'd be a proper threat. But I just feel like now... Because even when they're playing against the, the likes of Burnley, they're just sitting, still sitting exactly, far too back. Exactly. Yeah. And then you see teams, then you see like Man City, when they play against Burnley, they smash them. Yeah. They, they just backhand them. Mm. Man, Man United don't do that. And that's mm. weird because it's like, you should do that. You know, exactly. If you want to be a, a championship team, you know, yeah. you should do that. But I don't know. Yeah. It's just the way they play. Oh, it's well. very odd. Speaking of Burnley anyway, Spurs 3, Burnley 0. Uh, the normally airtight defence of Burnley finally broken. Uh, Sir Harry Kane with a penalty inside Sir the first Harry. 10 minutes and finished with a hat-trick for this game. Tying Alan Shearer's record for most Premier League goals within a calendar year with 36. Yeah. Uh, he opened the scoring with a penalty in the 7th minute, grabbed his second in the 69th minute. So that whole middle period uh, was very tense for both sides. Burnley yeah. still threatening, but at the same time still missing uh, Chris Wood, who went off with injury, uh, our Kiwi neighbour next door. And 
are really just lacking attacking options at that point because he is definitely their focal point mm, yeah. uh, going forward. Uh, like I said, a bit of an arm wrestle in the middle and then Sissoko letting Kane through. Yeah. After a run of two points from four Premier League games, uh, Spurs are finally back, as yeah. much as it pains me to say. <laughs> um, but how far they do they go? They had hard games though. Hmm? Well, they had a few tough games in that run, yeah. like that bad run they were having. Well, it was, um, yeah, because they lost to Arsenal in the North London derby, which I take great. Lost to Man City. And lost to Man City as well. Yeah. Then after oh, that. They were embarrassed by City. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't by this point? You know? That's like, the thing. I think the only one is Man United, but that's just the way they play. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, how far can Spurs... Do we, just in a quick quick fire segment, do Spurs make the top four? Yeah, I actually see I that. I see that. Four. They've been making the top four for years now. It'd be, it'd I don't be, know. Them, them or Liverpool fighting for... for they're for a solid spot. team in terms of... Like, they have their dips where they dip down a little bit, but they're a solid team in consistency. So I think they will, they'll... They're like that quiet team that no one really cares about, and eventually they're like, oh, wait, they're second. Yeah. yeah and all of a sudden. Under the radar. It's though, just yeah. under the radar. Mm. Yeah, they've done it for years. I feel like they'll get top four. They'll get top mm-hmm. four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, with the win over Southampton, the 5-2 win with Harry Kane getting another hat-trick. We'll get to that next week. Uh, they've now won four of their past five Premier League games. So certainly coming coming good at the right time of year, definitely. Because definitely, mm. Arsenal have a tendency to just drop off in November and then drop off in January. So <laughs> if they're going to get, if there's going to be no St. Totteringham Day again this year, uh, then yeah, this is the year to take it again. So moving on to another London team, Chelsea nil, Everton nil. Two goal line clearances of Phil Jagielka on the 10 minute mark was the only real highlight of the game. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> on to the next That's one. <laughs> and that was it. 68% possession to Chelsea. Astonishingly, yeah. 25 shots to five yeah, in that game. It's just one of those games, isn't it? Everton with none on target. Yeah. So a quiet so game Courtois for Courtois. They, Courtois they went in there and just thought, look, boys, Courtois that's, that's literally just goal kicked. That's literally, yeah. yeah. Everton, meanwhile, still undefeated under Sam Allardyce. So David on Twitter asked, how, boy. How, long, how long does this run go for? Up next, they've got West Brom away, which was the nil or draw. Bournemouth away, United at home, Spurs away, West Brom at home. Uh, they'll lo- I feel like they'll lose. Yeah, they'll definitely lose within the next um, four games. If they don't lose to one of those teams, uh, they'll probably lose to United. Uh, yeah. But I feel like they'll lose eventually. I mean, they're, they're having a run just because it's just be, they've been playing like very. It's that period of the year as well. Grinded out games, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, do like we they should have lost against Chelsea? I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah. yeah. No, well, and then no Wayne Rooney as well, or Wayney Rooney as Wayne-y. we as we brought up last week. But um, do they? Uh, do we believe in the new manager syndrome where new manager comes in? There's a sense of belief amongst no, the team. I, I've or? never believed in that. No, I, I, I've it's hated that from the very beginning. I yeah. hate that. Why was that? that yeah. Because at the end of the day, the eleven players that play I eleven, like whatever manager that comes in, it doesn't matter if the best manager in the world or the worst manager, mm-hmm. they're not going to all become like Messi yeah. or like they're not. If you if you got <laughs> like fucking Gary, someone doing you know, Sunday Calvin league, Lewin. yeah, <laughs> fucking Sunday league yeah. player like on the other side like he's not going to suddenly become really good like it's just not that doesn't that's not the way it works like it does make a little bit of a difference mm-hmm. but at the end of the day the 11 players you got are the ones who are going to win the game yeah. right and if you don't have a good 11 players and the other team has a better 11 they're probably going to win it's just law of probability there yeah. right i mean football anything can happen but it's just like more probable that the best 11 win that's pretty much yeah. as simple as it gets a manager's not going to make the best 11 that much better they, it will make a little bit of a difference but at the end of the day we're talking about teams who like change managers because they want to challenge the top teams and they, their 11 players can never do that you mm. know mm. so i don't know why they always change managers like constantly it's just weird mm. Dan, care to retort or in agreement? There are some situations where it's like, it is over, a new manager comes in, they go on like a seven, eight win streak. Yeah. But then again, it's just like, 
It's not because it isn't because of the manager. Yeah. yeah. Then they just drop off. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's just like it's just a mentality thing. It's just I feel like if they if a team's doing badly. That a, ma- a new manager comes in, it's they feel kind of refreshed. So that mm, kind of that is, yeah. that losing streak is like forgotten in their mind. You know what I mean, yeah. it's a very, it's a, just a mental thing, right? Yeah. That but it's time. not going to change in the long run. It's like no. a temporary thing, and then <laughs> they mm. go back to being bad because they're bad. That's as simple as it gets. Yeah. You know? There's always that rare occasion where the manager comes in, can see the problem, fixes it. And it just changes everything, but yeah, that, yeah. that's that's not every manager. There are some, I mean, individual circumstances as well. Remember Umar Nias for Everton in this particular case, especially. Yeah. You know, Ronald Koeman, what sent him down to twenty ones. He didn't didn't even have his own locker, and then um, yeah, Sam Allardyce has brought him in, and he's scoring goals here and there. You know, I think he's got two or three since he's yeah. come in. Nothing spectacular, but you know, he's starting and kind of revitalized. But um, definitely to your point, Pep, you know, it's it's not a long term solution. It's definitely a short. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've got a new manager, fresh slate, kind of yeah. you know, start clean. So like, like having a good manager is like essential. I understand mm, that, yeah. but at the end of the day, if you that people expect miracles when they change mar- managers, and it just doesn't work that way. You know? yeah. I mean, it's just it's like it's like when they bring in a manager like the yeah. last five games, and he avoids relegation. Yeah. <clears throat> like when Allard I saved them. Was it Gus Poyet saved? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. that was crazy. That was <laughs> just because uh, it's just the players, you know, and like they're the ones who play at the end of the day. It's as simple as that. That's like, it. They, they, the they play, play. The manager just knows how to utilize yeah. them. Yeah, get yeah, them yeah. Going. yeah. The, I mean, some managers have uh, gotten sacked, and it's like it's not really their fault. It's just the players have been playing terribly. Mm. It's just, I don't like the whole changing manager. And here's the thing: it's just become a culture where it's like they change the managers like instantly. Oh, we lost three games in a row. Get out of here! Yeah. 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 It's, it's a weird like the manager's not going to make that much of a difference just relax you know I mean? like if you want to really change it up change the players you know, yeah if the manager's making like really bad decisions mm. I understand changing him but yeah, if yeah. he's making some dumb if, if he's obviously benching world class players yeah now, if Vegas. he's done yeah. a perfect bad example benches like a Z in the biggest game of the season yeah. oh, don't worry yeah, about yeah. it yeah. somehow Arsenal's the only one who don't do the, the yeah. same thing that everyone else does yeah. <laughs> oh man well we'll move on to Manchester City for uh, Bournemouth nil. Just another clinical display from yeah. City. Seventy nine percent possession. You thought it was yeah. bad, Chelsea and Everton. This was even worse. Uh, just a one sided affair. City just take care of the business. Yeah, against just Bournemouth. Qualities of a championship team. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm. Just need to when they need to beat the small teams, they do it. Yeah. And when he's they need to beat the big team teams, well. they do it. Like it's mm. just they're just championship. When they need to smash the small teams because they got the quality, they mm. just do it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, and they just definitely find ways to get the ball into the back of the net. Aguero with a, a really nice diving header, yeah. um, which I feel. Like like you don't see too often these days but you definitely mm. got down to the ball put it away um, then a really nice pass to Raheem Sterling who's been on form this entire season he's just yeah. he's a freak he, he just scored against Newcastle just what, what, scored, what, what, yeah. match day 20 that's match day 20 yeah. so. that's alright we'll get Pep to it Pep knows how to use him honestly he's, mm. he's killing it with, with Pep so that was his 12th goal of the season. Got his 13th this morning against Newcastle, which we'll get to next week. But Sterling on a roll, put the game to the bed in the 79th minute. Aguero once again with a pretty tidy header, stuck in between the two defenders to get one away. Kind of thought it was like a FIFA header where you got like, you know, a midget um, out jumping to like six foot three center backs. So it was Aguero. Yeah. You kind of expect a little bit more from the two center backs there. Like, you know, Aguero is obviously, you know, one of the, I'd say probably one of the best attackers in the Premier that League. Vertical, so but oh. yeah, he, he got right up there. And then finally Danilo after signing... Uh, this offseason from Real Madrid for just under 30 million pounds getting the final goal tucking it away to secure a 4-0 win so City I mean really the only way to kind of phrase it is just taking care of business no yeah. nothing going wrong and just getting yeah. it done football's just too easy for them yeah moving on to uh, one of the other big sides Brighton won Watford nil 
Uh, Matt Ryan's Brian coming away with one year win over Watford, who are seriously struggling right now. So Pascal Gross with a lone goal for the Seagulls, his fourth of the season so far to go along with five assists. So he's just racking up in terms of percentages. He's right up there for the total goals contributed to for the season for Brighton. I think they've only got 15 now, and he's he's contributed to nine of them Ooh. with yeah five assists and four goals. So look, I'm just glad it's a clean sheet for my boy Matty Ryan. Yeah, God, God bless the Socceroos. <laughs> oh, Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Huddersfield? I but down a boy. We're getting to them. We're getting to them. So. <laughs> After losing just one game from the opening eight, Watford have now just won three games from the ensuing 12 with a draw at Spurs, the only notable result uh, coming from there. So still sitting mid-table, but what has gone wrong for Watford? You know, Richarlison had a fantastic start to the season, but they've just just somehow dropped off. It's just football, man. Like, obviously they'll have a good run of games, but form form dips. Mm. It all all shapes out at the end. Like, it all shapes out at the end where the quality teams just... Yeah, you know the top. Like you can't pinpoint. Okay, he's hurt. This game, that game. It's just like it just happens. Yeah. Teams like that, quality teams will will continue form. Yeah. Watford, middle of the pack finish. You'll forget that they're even in, in the yeah. Premier League. And I'd like to quickly I'd just say like bottom half. I'd yeah. Say bottom half. Yeah. I feel like they finish somewhere between ten and probably ten and fourteen or so. Yeah. Um, just outside the top half, but yeah, definitely bottom half. But. I'd like to briefly apologize to the Watford fans who have been listening because last week I said that City beat them 7-2 earlier in the season, but it was in fact uh, City beat them 6-0. And City beat Stoke 7-2. City beat Stoke 7-2. So That's it, you. suck at Stoke fans. Yeah, so my apologies, Watford. You you conceded 6, which is, yeah. if anything, worse having not scored. scored. None. He scored. Yeah, yeah he did <laughs> score. I mean, at the end of the day, who hasn't been smashed by City? So, I mean, it's not really that embarrassing at this point. It's like, mm, yeah. I think they just kind of go into these games uh, with City just going, what can you yeah. Do? yeah. <laughs> you, know, you take a yeah honestly at this rate you'd even just take a loss against City and just hope you don't get smashed just don't show up I feel yeah. like some teams would probably start doing that well hmm. no I think, the, Newcastle I think did the, main, the main tactic that a lot of teams are doing which is what everyone was like oh is City dipping in dipping in form when they're just beating these teams 1 or 2 nil, right it's not really City it's more like these teams are just going for the draw yeah, yeah. and they just play completely defensive and you see it by the stats like all these all these 1 nil games against these small teams it's just because City's kind of like well they're, they're playing defensive and if we just get that they're goal, forced to attack can... on a 7 man defense it, yeah, gets, yeah. it gets frustrating that's what these teams are doing they're going into these games like going against City being like we're not going to win we're, we might get smashed but if we play defensive we can either we can salvage a take draw a somewhere draw, or at least at the very least like get a good goal difference that might make the difference you know when we're tying against some other team mm, on yes. the table and that's kind of what they're thinking when they go against City so I mean I mean that's just how they're playing so that's Man City's just still winning yeah. uh, it doesn't make a difference it's just interesting how Manchester City now are playing so well that they're almost deciding the op- opposite opposing managers tactics they are going into the game and also they are, more, even more so like their lineup as well like which players are playing where yeah. um, like yeah to gain, today in the game against Newcastle Rafa Benitez made five changes and played five at the back four in the midfield and then Yosselu literally by himself yeah, a striker that's literally that's what teams are doing that's, is yeah. they're trying Yossalou to salvage something touched the ball maybe once or twice that's yeah. it it's like they see something so like ridiculously unstoppable yeah they just think to themselves we've got to do something to like salvage anything yeah. it's, mm. it's, it's all, they're all afraid of Man City that's pretty yeah. much what it means like they're all literally scared, afraid man. of Man City oh, well moving on to another formidable opponent Southampton won Huddersfield won Aaron Moy uh, coming away with a one-all draw Charlie Austin opening the scoring in the 25th minute with a close range header having started five games all season he scored in all five so far he came across from QPR I think it was a year before last yeah and was linked to a fair a fair few big clubs i know arsenal were interested in him as well maybe liverpool as well see he's yeah. that player that 
I don't think he deserves to be in a, a top top team like that. No. But he fits into one of these teams like Southampton perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Southampton's always been that team. It's like, who's the top of the mediocre? Southampton. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's kind of like their... I want to. I, mediocre. That sounds mean. It's it's more like <laughs> there's top six. Then, then, yeah, yeah. There's, the, there's the top big teams who spend a lot of money, get the world class players, and then there's the middle teams that kind of go. Well, the, we can challenge them on our good day. They're buying the hard. They're definitely. buying hard workers basically. That's what yeah, Austin yeah. is. I mean, he's a good striker. I like him. He's a good striker, but yeah, and he, he isn't. Like, he isn't like a Chelsea I'd, or an Arsenal. He, yeah, if he was to go to one of those big teams, he'd just crack under pressure. Oh, like, yeah, he'd just crack. Big time. It's, it's not. One That's of why those. it's easy for him here. Yeah, it's mate. Just go out there and play. Yeah. You're a star mate. Yeah. Am I? <laughs> I'm a what? Uh, terrible impressions here on the show. Gosh. Terrible impressions. Do we at all feel bad for Southampton after selling so many players to Liverpool at this rate for so I mean it's a lot of money, you know, money and all them. I mean look, if you're being offered that much money for a player that's, that's how they that's make their not money. As great as you think. Mm. You take it. Yeah, yeah, that's how they make their money. I mean, like other big teams, they make their money by winning, right? Yeah. Champions League in, in sponsorships. Really, like just being in the Champions League, a lot. They yeah, got yeah, a lot. fair amount. Yeah, a lot. Winning, just making it. Yeah, winning, winning it. Yeah, semifinals, all that kind of stuff. Winning yeah. the Premier League, winning the FA Cups. Like that's how the big teams reimburse, get their money back. On top of the fact that if you're playing well, you're going to get a lot of viewers and a lot, yeah. of, viewers, a lot of plus TV even ticket sales, sales to yeah. the champions league ticket is sales, mm. all that kind of stuff they get their money back easily if you're one of the top teams right mm. the the middle teams the way they do it is usually just kind of go well we got these like hope players. for a good player yeah, that they're kind of like up. a they're like a proving ground you know what i mean for like yeah. and then these players are like emerging and then they get taken by one of these big teams and get paid a lot of it you know? it's unfortunate because they, they make that much money for like money for example yeah. no, no one wants to come to, to southampton like that's a big no. name no. No. Got, what are you offering yep finish seventh or eighth yeah. in the premier league no champions league, nothing it's like oh i might go somewhere else yeah exactly i mean southampton the only bright side but if southampton wants to buy me i will absolutely accept yeah <laughs> i mean yes i'm not <laughs> if you're listening no. yeah marisha Pellegrino. just let you know just that's oh, oh, i cooked it now yeah. he's not gonna buy me yeah they're not gonna buy you they'll buy me though <laughs> oh man well yeah just to round out everyone's favorite frenchman laurent de potra uh getting the header into he's a fairly big dude i did not realize um he how tall is he uh, i think he's got to be about six four or so but he just just his really? shoulders like just he's like he's a he's a big man um should be playing rugby league not football um but it's yeah, always nice. about six three six four yeah he's right there heavy not 91 kilos yeah there you go so shit he's a um yeah he's a big fella as uh, aaron moy probably tells him all the time <laughs> mate, mate you're big ass yeah, yeah no, he probably greets him the quiet one yeah, yeah he's be, the quiet one. Oh, hey guys like, yeah <laughs> i feel like he's the quiet one yeah no totally fair well uh moving on to another quiet game stoke three west brom one uh, Stoke go up 2-0 early. West Brom pull one back through Solomon Rondon. Throw everything in the kitchen sink at them only to have Chubu Motik score a Wags goal. And we won't delve into that too much further without getting too political uh, to put them up 3-1 on that one. Rondon uh, had a bit of a a bit of a weird game against Everton you know did his hamstring after missing an open goal um, you really can't struggle to finish but I think the big talking point is Ramadan Sobi who is probably one of my favourite names in the Premier League right now but um, he's got I think two goals in two games so far and just doing quite well for himself but this one <laughs> I mean it's 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 important for like you know mid-table clashes relegation clashes yeah. I don't know I don't even know their positions to be honest so I can't even say that mm-hmm. but uh, the point is <laughs> the point is is that like it's alright but it's definitely one of those side games look like, it definitely brings you in Stoke have some good names to watch Shakiri, Afalai all them sometimes those games are the most entertaining yeah, yeah. Right? sometimes they, they become like the best thrillers ever but I mean yeah. it's just you have to watch about 30 of them 
to get the one. It's that's really just like, good. what? 10 yeah. all? Oh you serious? Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Chelsea Everton, we already went past it, but nil or draw. Yeah. The most boring game, right? Yeah. Compare it to. Can you remember, remember <laughs> yes. back when it was like 6 2 or, six three yeah, or six something three. like that? 6 3? Yeah. What the hell happened? Oh, Chelsea man. Everton. How did they drop off like that? <laughs> uh, I missed that game. Oh. That's all right. We'll have to uh, revisit it in one of our I don't know, TBT segments. TBT, or TBT vlog. That'll be good. There was one question though. Chupo Motig rounded the keeper and then found the back of the net quite coolly. But how hard is it to go one on one with the keeper and beat him successfully these days? Uh, how hard is it? Well, how how hard is it? Well, Pep, you can probably you're better for this. How is it? How hard is it being a keeper one on one, and then Dan to like physically beat the keeper like that as well? Okay. Um, the thing is, is that it depends on like where they're on one on one. It depends. It depends. It depends on where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, keepers just do the same thing, which is kind of like come out right yeah and then they sort of dive to the the side of the goal that's the mo- the biggest side of the goal mm. right mm-hmm. and they have their kind of they have their feet ready just in case that they go to the knee post instead right yeah um but it's it's, it's really hard like you, you, when you want if it's a good finisher then it's really hard like as long as keepers come out and do the best they can then they might Can't they be. might be able to like you know scare the guy to shoot it right in the middle you yeah. know, which I've yeah. seen before best keeper right now that's a one on ones the gay yeah. yeah. he's a freak he's so good so good yeah I feel like he's just incredibly calm under pressure he's like that sort of good, thing just doesn't- he's, he's just a really good shot stopper mm, like yeah. that is the main that's his baseline like that was his foundation for he's always been a really good shot stopper and he's just kind of perfected everything else throughout the years to become one of the best keepers in the world but yeah. just, mm. now he's got the experience now except he's got his haircut calm. yeah jeez that man bun slash ponytail <laughs> god I know and he's got he's got mad hair to have a, like a good yeah. haircut yeah he could very easily do the um, Toby Alderweireld the, the slick back yeah and it would suit him I mean pretty sure he probably had that before but um, yeah, definitely one of the more questionable haircuts in the Premier League, right mm. up there with Mara's uh, for the year. But <clears throat> moving on to question, speaking of questionable haircuts, Swansea won, Crystal Palace won. Roy Hodgson's receding hairline pulls away with a one-all draw. He's third in seven games so far. Should point out that we uh, briefly mentioned Paul Clement being fired last week from Swansea, sitting dead last at the moment. Player slash manager Leon Britton uh, coming in. But does this kind of i've never seen that before but that's hilarious, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That's it's like kenny dalglish yeah. boys i know what to do yeah. <laughs> that's self-appointed yeah. that's it boys yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the captain no, now i bet you they all said yeah he knows what he knows the team better than you do mate. yeah <laughs> well i feel like does he's more of a he's as much a cult hero as much as he's a player he's a cult hero and yeah, yeah. we've never seen this before i mean i mean at least we haven't been in our 20, lifetime so. i've never seen this um only in fifa yeah I mean, only in yeah FIFA. God, but I don't know. Does do this work for Swansea? Like, what what do we think? How, like, does this? It's like a Sunday league game. I boys game half an hour. Look, yeah. they're, what they're, we got? they're desperate. Yeah. Like, it's obvious that they're desperate, and you um, need to be at this point. Yeah, so they're just using desperate measures to kind of uh, see if it works. You know, I mean, they're throwing like ideas to the dartboard and see which one sticks. In yeah, way. I said um, just appoint an assistant at manager. At the end of the day, yeah. though, like player managers are all great, but they're gonna it's gonna be problems. Like yeah. they're gonna have like hmm. internal problems if they still like start going start if they still keep going you know terribly mm-hmm. uh they're gonna start having still having problems you know what i mean and the, the, i think they just need a manager to stabilize it so mm. i don't know they're 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 in a bad they're in a bad position um but they're just doing everything to get out of it i guess so. yeah well i feel like yeah how would you feel as like the assistant manager if you you know Paul Clement goes, you're kind of in line just as, you know, as a virtue of being the assistant manager. Yeah. And then Leon Britton, I mean, obviously he's going to have some kind of decent footballing mind, but 
you know, this guy comes in, kind of grass cuts you. And how would you feel being the assistant manager, having someone just come through like that? That's how I feel. I mean, <laughs> it's a little bit, it's a little bit, that'd be, I, th- I don't know, it depends on like the type of person, mm-hmm. you know, the assistant manager is, but it's a little bit like, a little bit like, well, come on like I'm actually a manager here, that's the yeah. thing yeah, how do they make the subs that's the, that's what I want I right? yeah. asking. he's on the field oh, he's Leon, like, Leon. Like, what's going on he's on the bench but he's still technically on the team sheet as I well. know but when, when he's on the Could field you imagine, he's imagine he's on the field and he's oh, just Leon having, can I come on yeah <laughs> give me a run yeah five yeah. minutes five five yeah all right, all right. Take him, take him off. He's got the Goalkeeper swap well. and stuff. What's, oh man, it's chaos. I, at least maybe maybe they're having fun before they yeah. get relegated. Yeah, you know who knows? I mean? I mean, they've been in the Premier League since I want to say it was 2011, 2012 from memory. They've been a while. I, don't remember, yeah. I don't remember them out of it. I do remember them out of it, but it was a while back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I remember them coming up and it was, because it was a big deal being the Premier League's first Welsh team. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I remember, we were still at, we were still at school. We were still at school. Was. West Ham 2, Newcastle, the tune 3. Oh. We finally finished with a rather thrilling game. West Ham falling at home. Newcastle's second away win of the season. Marco Anatovic gifted the opener from Henri Save, one of my favorite names in the Premier League. Horrible back pass to his own player. Anatovic just jumped onto it, came through. Surprisingly finished it. I compared him to uh, Walcott last week where he scores two goals in about 15 games and just Mm. the epitome of inconsistency. But at the same time, got that one and then also scored against Bournemouth this week. Uh, which we will get to because that game was one hell of a finish. Mm. Um, not, not to spoil it too much, but yeah, the assistant referee was overruled by uh, the referee. Spoilers. And yeah, well, I mean, you just have to listen in to get our match day twenty spoilers all around this podcast <laughs> right now. Like, imagine if they're like just listening, just <laughs> like, be like, I, I haven't hear, seen I match day twenty yet. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert: Man City still first. Yeah. In fact, they probably went up. I think more. Like, yeah. Even more probably points, lose right? their next yeah. next fifteen <laughs> games anyway. Still remain up the top. Yeah. Uh, but Henri Seve pulling one back, ma- making amends for it with a pretty. It was a decent free kick, went up and over the wall, got down really quickly actually. Kind of expect a little bit better from Joe Hart, but at the way he's playing so far, like he's had a very underwhelming season yeah. thus far. I told you when, it, when, we, when Man City swapped them out, I told you Joe Hart. Yeah. Was no it, one listened, everyone was, was like, yeah, Joe still good. When Guardiola was a, was a point yeah, away. When he yeah, when to Torino. Guardiola could just see it. Yeah. I feel like I Joe- I could see it. He got. Mm-hmm. I feel like Joe Hart got away with being a, a half decent keeper because he was being saved by the Manchester City side being so strong overall on the park. Yeah, yeah. He was a decent keeper. I'm not going to take that away with him. It's just mm. that at this point, like what Man City was wanting to do by the looks of it was become a world, like world, world-class team. Like, yeah. re- like to challenge Real Madrid, Barcelona, you know. Mm. Be right up there. Like, in, like the world-class team. Like, you know, and so and Joe Hart's definitely not, quite not there. really a player, not really a goalkeeper for like a world-class team. Like mm. a really like top top. Well, I'm talking like the top, like you know you think to yourself top five, top six teams in the world. Like yeah. you know that's Barcelona, kind of PSG. Yeah, man. Arsenal, Joe Hart's not a Arsenal keeper fourth. that you think in one of those teams. You know. <laughs> yeah, he fits a team like West Ham. Yeah, put it that. Like well, so. I mean, I think he could do a little better than West Ham. Liverpool, yeah. come to Liverpool. Yeah. Oi, that's not a bad idea. Honestly, it's not bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. I'd take him. We'll yeah. it to him. Actually, I would say Mignolet's about as good as him. I don't know. That's mm. my opinion, though. I feel like you're going to be... be I'd say overall, 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 talent, <laughs> overall talent, hard's better, but yeah. consistency, yeah. Don't I don't know. know. After seeing Mignolet, not to go back too far into the Liverpool game, but after seeing Mignolet, like, I know it was a knuckleball shot, but just went to punch it with one hand. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Like, like, he does some weird things sometimes. You know. just, 
Yeah, there was times where he has the ball, just clear it, clear it. Okay, it's too late now. Okay, kick yeah. it out, kick it out, clear it. Yeah. Goal. No, <laughs> yeah, live, <laughs> live thoughts of a Liverpool fan yeah. right there. No, crap, 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 crap. Oh, we can see. He's like, oh, damn it. Oh, man. Anyway, back to Newcastle, West Ham. So, it remained 1 1 until the 53rd minute. Uh, Diame, former West Ham player, actually, getting onto a cross from Christian Atsu, former Chelsea player, to give the Magpies the lead. And just three minutes later, uh, Andre Ayu missed a penalty, which would have brought them level. Fairly, uh, fairly average, but also controversial because he was taken down outside the box and then it was he fell into the box and they called it a penalty which which I, is not right which, yeah, yeah which I believe by the book right. is wrong yeah point of contact so a um, little bit yeah definitely a, an interesting point that one did they not use the video referee or anything no no they can't for, I don't think they can for they that can. one they can use they can use video on anything I think they can yeah. use it I think the ref just like I'm why. calling it yeah, really? because even if he calls a penalty and the video referee says, no, that was outside the box, and he can say, no, it was a freak, and then he will take it back. And th- yeah, like, yeah. They can do they that. They can use now. VAR on anything. They yeah, should have. So should have done that. Mm. What's going on there? Was, yeah, very, very strange one. I mean, I thought at the very least, like consult with the linesman or something, but. He went straight for it. Eh? Yeah, he was yeah, fairly adamant that it was like, yep, yeah, that. And then the commentators were going, like, well, you know, quite clearly. And obviously, they have the benefit of having a replay in front of them and slow mo and so on yeah. and so forth. But. I mean, definitely outside the box I mean, on that it's, one. Uh, referees are human, so yeah. I don't blame them going, well, that's a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole point of the, the whole like video referee... trying to eliminate that human error right now. It's trying to be like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, you made a mistake, you know, take it back. Mm. I don't know why it didn't and happen there. There isn't a limit on how many VRs you can use. Yeah, yeah just it's just, use just it, make the right call, you know. Yeah. Like, it, mm. I don't know why it didn't happen. I feel like in, in a situation like that, especially because like obviously in the A-League, it's become so much slower and there's a lot of controversy surrounding that. But in this situation, like he's, he's already blown the whistle. So the game's already stopped. Yeah. So like, you know, why not double check it? Exactly. Forget, I mean, the game's already dead. The biggest yeah. criticism from most people, at least on social media is, oh, it's ruining the game. There's no authenticity. It's slowing down so much. We're turning into rugby league, blah, 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 blah. It, it, I mean, the, sh- the timer doesn't stop, right? It never yeah. stops. Yeah. So they just add it to the supplementary Yeah, just because injury time, yeah. yeah. Right? It, I mean, like, I don't, the whole, the criticism of it stopping the flow of the game and all that kind of stuff, it, you know, that always happens with fouls that always happens with goal kicks it just yeah. happens like yeah. when the ball gets out of play a foul you know what I mean a foul or a penalty is a ball out of play like it just stops the game play stops. regardless mm. right so if they just take a few more seconds to be like well that wasn't a penalty and it was a foul you know it was a free kick outside the box yeah. then they've made the right decision and all they've wasted is just a tiny bit of time like it yeah. does they're all standing around there it won't, anyway. it won't hurt the game mm. yeah I, I don't think it will hurt the game yeah. I, where do we draw the know. line for this because there was a this morning Man City and Newcastle studs up tackle from a Newcastle defender I think it was Murphy and like it was like should have easily been a yellow referee just blew a free kick for it mm. like because that's that's where it gets really really great because like well it looks so much worse in slow motion but at the same time it was studs up as well. well for that kind of stuff for mm. like how severe tackles and stuff go yeah. I, the you always leave it to like the referee yeah, yeah. agreed. you always leave it to the referee but if the referee is obviously blatantly just going like oh no i didn't see anything you know, like, yeah then then you can start complaining but if the referee goes off in my eyes that was just a free kick not a yellow mm. then that's fair you know like it's just kind of like up to the referee because chances are he's probably going to do the same decision on the other side if he doesn't then you can start questioning right yeah. mm. but like there's some referees like who don't care how rough it gets there are some referees who like any touch they'll call a yellow card you yeah. know? and it's just 
that's just it's up to the referee at that point that's that, that is literally an opinion when it comes down yeah. to like how severe tackles go yeah. yeah which i feel like the referee having an influence Unless on a game like that guy's leg, i mean that's that's already yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean as much last man tackles i'm pretty sure is an automatic rate as well yeah, yeah. they should be yeah. so um but anyway the penalty miss would come back to haunt them christian atsu getting a goal of his own uh jumped onto the end of another cross and slotting it home into the bottom corner Oh, you grabbed a goal back. They brought on Andy Carroll and, of course, as always, causing some trouble in the air. The GOAT. Are you uh, scoring off the corner? Ball just bobbled everywhere. He smashed it home. Remain 3-2. Some chances both sides, but Newcastle coming away with a, a very rare away win and West Ham, under David Moyes, I mean, started okay uh, and then the draw with Arsenal. It's just been all over the shop. Hmm. So you just nice. don't know what you're getting with a manager like that, I feel like. I don't know. No, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough period yeah. to start manage, like start your career in any way for mm. a new team. Like, you got... All right, we got five games this week. All right, we'll do, oh. we'll do our best here. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't ask for too much, but... All right, so as always, we'd like to end with the good, the bad, and the ugly. So the good for this week are going to Harry Kane, of course, getting the hat-trick against Burnley, and then getting another hat-trick against Southampton in the 5-2 win, jumping a little bit ahead to match day 20 this week. But against Burnley, equaled Alan Shearer's record for Premier League goals in a season with 36, and then his hat-trick against Southampton, bringing him to 39. Most in a calendar year, more than Messi and Ronaldo individually. Um, I mean, how high does Harry Kane rank in terms of players? I mean, in terms of strikers, make it a little bit easier. Strikers alone, he's definitely top five. Yeah, I can't list like a, sh- a like, lot. Yeah, stats-wise, he's obviously the best. Yeah, yeah. can't complain. Yeah. <coughs> Individually, mm-hmm. I'd still rather have like a Lewandowski or a Suarez. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, but yeah, you, you, yeah. I, you can't argue against what he's doing. That's yeah, what yeah. The, the numbers are saying he's performed. He's, he's outperformed well. them. Yeah. yeah. Well, what would be interesting? Uh, say, he's not so much swap, but what if he was in the Manchester United system? Uh, what happens there? Platform well, better. Get less perform- goals. I think we've already established what our thoughts yeah, on that. Definitely yeah. less goals. Um, he'd be. He's definitely. He'd be definitely one of those clinical finishers that I think Man United do kind of need, mm-hmm. you know, which they do have in Ibrahimovic. But yeah, coming off a massive there. injury. And yeah, he's not he's describing not. himself as a lion constantly. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love him, bro. Yeah, it's good entertainment anyway. But speaking of lack of entertainment, uh, the bad is for this week Chelsea v Everton just a horrible game for both sides not to come away with a result at all as we mentioned earlier 20, 60, 25 60, shots something like that 25 shots to 5 like 68% possession at Chelsea target for Everton no. and just also to the second team for each side Everton no Wayne Rooney no Wayney Rooney Wayne. um, the, the fixture we had what two three years ago yeah 6-3 6-3 and they're all here I just can't believe that sort of thing. But I mean, even um, Chelsea playing Rudiger, Christensen in their back line. Rudiger, Christensen. Yeah, no Cahill, no um, David Luiz. Nothing squad. still there. Just, so this is a boring game. Like. You kind of expected this season for them to be contending for the title. I mean, excluding City, they would be right there as well. They, I mean, Spurs, uh, Liverpool, I think as well. Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, Man United, they'd all be contending for the title. But it's just City. Start of the season, I would, put, I would put, I would put Chelsea up like. Yeah, big name for the yeah. top spot. Like, really? technically speaking, yeah, like it, technically speaking, in terms of the points and everything, no one's contending but City. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so, I mean, everyone's playing for second now. Yeah, mm. everyone's sort of playing, but we'll see what happens in the second half of the season. Um, yeah. But if it just keeps going the way it's going, then City could have it's one kind of twenty games, yeah, fifteen yeah. games to go. And yeah. then I think if they do do that, Man City will probably just kind of go. Well, we've won the Premier League. Let's just rest. Like, let's play the young. Or are like 
third team. Yeah, we should put probably still thrash people. Put in under 11s and focus on Champions League. <laughs> yeah. They will. They will do that. You know? mm. like, they don't care about that whole unbeaten record and stuff. Let's yeah. think. Watch they them, rested watch, their players in the Champions the League. Yeah. Watch them try and win the Premier League as early as they can. Yeah. yeah. And all sites set on the Champions League. It's probably the best option right Are now. Are they still anyway. in the Carabao? They did that for the Man yeah. United. Yeah. They did that for the Manchester Derby where they lost mm. in the Champions League because they rested half their players Dog just so they could have the so they yeah. could beat the Derby. You know? yeah. So they're focusing. They like got the right focus. You know, they like we got this big game over here. Let's focus on that so they'll probably do that they'll try and go for the treble I love how we're already talking like they're one yeah. <laughs> they, they, they will bro I guarantee yeah, they will it's going to be a problem for us points. it's really hard now yeah, no, no, 16 no, 15 15 sorry 15 points yeah 15 bad. points see the thing is they have, they have to lose 5 and have five games. win 5 yeah. I can't see City losing 5 well who's Man United second right Man United second on so 43 if they lose 5 and Man United have to win five and win the rest of their games and Man City has to, you know, it's, mm. very, it's just really hard. United, and on top of the fact that Man City has already proven that they can they beat, beat every everyone. single team. Mm. You know, and I not Everton. Everton. Yeah. My <laughs> Ooh, Come on, not Pep. Everton. No, I want to see them in Champions League now. See, okay, Premier League, you've dusted yeah, that. Really test they've themselves. kind of done. Kind let's of let's see how you guys go against the PSGs, the Barca's, But they've the done Bayern's. that for years. They've been doing better and better in the Champions League. Yeah. So if it's going to be any year, probably this, this is, will be this This one. could be the year. Man City Madrid final. Uh, they well, were in the semis last year. Yeah, yeah, I think people forget that they did do. They're, they're always there's so they are the the they the team to watch in the EPL in the Champions League. They're always under the radar, like no mm. one cares. But they've actually been in the semis, quarters. You know, like they've actually been in in those top. Like oh, Man City's there, and they just don't get now, it. To now the with end. now with Guardiola, mm. yeah, they could win it. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on to the ugly of the round, the goalkeeping in Arsenal and Liverpool, just some shocking howlers uh, from both keepers. Uh, Mignolet really just, I mean, we're kind of beating a dead horse right now, but that, that goal for against Xhaka just mm. really expects so much more from someone. And like, as a, I mean, even an amateur goalkeeper, like wouldn't your instinct be to use two hands to try and catch a ball off your head? But what if you can't At least it? slap it out. <laughs> yeah. And like the whole, when he, when he went for the fist, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe mm. he was just, I don't know. It, it seems like a bad habit he has yeah um, it's almost going for the spectacular when he really should just be going for a fundamental save it's just it's just punching the ball into it like what you know when in its trajectory it's just super hard like mm. I don't it's very hard to do like it's like trying to like a ball wishing like especially a knuckle you, ball and you kind of yeah exactly you have to give a surface area for a knuckle and surface area for an open hand and you gotta punch it exactly good timing and everything yeah. Yeah. why don't you just hold your hand out where it's gonna go and then it will slap off your hand that's kind of what goalkeepers essentially is right yeah um but you know it's just a weird decision i don't know why he did that it's yeah. just very weird I, it must have been an instinct thing that he just did Hmm. But I feel like the goal for Xhaka kind of gets him is a kind of a get out of jail free card because he hasn't had a great few weeks just a lot of being dispossessed um, while in the ball in our final third and just you know all, all sorts of problems coming from him but yeah getting that goal kind of revitalized him and might make some people think that he's playing a lot better than he actually is but um, yeah kind of really need to solidify that for um, you know the Arsenal midfield but check on the other end also a little bit I don't know a questionable save the shot at first I thought it was like oh it was going wide anyway I mean it was going into the goal but you know to his far right then I watched the replay it was a lot more central than I realized um, and then so you know got a good hand to it kind of is this does that just go down to luck or I mean it's an unfortunate it's, it's event. Sort of, it's sort of unfortunate, but at the same time, you can say, well, Czech could have done better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. It's just, okay. if, if, if Arsenal had won, then no one would really care yeah. if that goal had won. No one would have, no one would have looked twice at that. Anything, you know? 
with any keeper mistake if the team wins anyway it's like oh who cares doesn't matter we forget about it yeah but it's like one of those things where it's like well if Jack had just done a little bit better yeah they wouldn't have like they would have got the three points mm. and it's just it's like it's they, just, they, yeah. they didn't win so we're gonna it's all what ifs you know offense. hindsight 2020 though yeah so well, Wags left us a question to round out the podcast. Um, Wags? Yeah, left us one for us. <laughs> oh, nice. He, he asked... Get out of you, Wags. <laughs> if you were either Arsenal or Liverpool, coming away with this result, who would be more upset with the draw? Well, I already know who is more upset, and hmm. that is Arsenal, because they're always upset. Yeah, right? yeah. Arsenal fan TV <laughs> yeah, really proved uh, that always one. Always upset. I already know who is. Um, Honestly speaking, I'd probably say Liverpool because yep. if Liverpool had won this game, then they would have been like, okay, we're back on, on the, you know what I mean? Like an actual top four contention here. Yeah. Um, but I can also see the argument for Arsenal as well because Arsenal is just must be so frustrating yep. every single damn time just to watch their team go so inconsistent in games. Yeah. You know, and they can win these games. Hmm. You know, it's just they don't do it. It's just, it's yep. just really, really frustrating. So if I had to choose the one who's more angry about this it's probably Arsenal yeah well, I feel like yeah definitely because that first half was just shocking like yeah. we're giving the ball away yeah. and then yeah. to score three goals in four minutes four and a half minutes like and then quality goals too like you know Xhaka's yeah. I mean um, you know Sanchez's header you know good positioning Ozil's goal class between him and Lacazette um, to do that and then to concede the goal the way they did as well um, especially just probably just what makes it so much harder because they're like well you know we're up 3-2 massive burst win and then to concede that just watching the ball bounce into your own net like it didn't go yeah, straight yeah. in just like yeah. dun, dun, dun. So. that's the thing I think that as well because it's like you have such a shit start Jane, in the game hmm. and then they come back and they're winning now and it's like oh good like we finally it's like they've set it they set it themselves up for disappointment again so the, the ones who were probably so pissed off about it were the Arsenal fans more than Liverpool but Liverpool would probably be livid about it as well yeah look it was Arsenal home game mm-hmm. so I'd say definitely you, you'd expect to win Exa- home that's games a, that as well an mm-hmm. Arsenal home game and you always see if you're at home and you it's a, it's, a, it's to all mm-hmm. you see the away team is like oh, no, we're happy with the draw we came here we're gonna yeah, go for the draw yeah. home team is putting 50 people up front that we, we need that win yeah and to get four, three goals in like five minutes or yeah. whatever, it shows what we what Arsenal can do. Hmm. So you think, man, why can't that happen more frequently in the game? Yeah. I think another, Arsenal win. another point of interest was when Liverpool were up 2-0, Jurgen Klopp still on his feet going up and down the sideline, still shouting orders, still going so hard. Meanwhile, Wenger, yep. down 2-0, they're still sitting down. So Liverpool can, they, the they can they see, are, look, though, yeah. Liverpool were like, it's an away game, big stadium, big team, Arsenal, mm. look, 3 all, it's decent. Yeah. Wenger's sitting there we're going into the politics now hey wing her out yeah <laughs> 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 if he's just sitting there man of course of course Arsenal's going to be pissed like look Klopp it's 3-0 they're down they're down by one Klopp's, Klopp's yelling Wenger's just like no I'm happy with this yeah just the way they are though that's, I think that's the way the, 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 they are as like people you know? like, well, I don't think I've ever seen Wenger that animated angry yeah. like, you know? gotta get rid of him bring in Ancelotti yeah 100% yeah, yeah. also Klopp is always screaming out stuff so, yeah I feel like yeah, half yeah. the time it might be useless stuff you know mm. so who knows like, I feel like Klopp <laughs> just yelling out weather yeah <laughs> hey 25 wait, inside weather updates club <laughs> sandwich hey <laughs> what Everyone's like, can you imagine that? Like, continue just sitting around, like, what is he on about? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> oh, man. Christmas in the Klopp household would be entertaining as I would hell. I love that. Imagine the games they'd play. They'd be the best. Oh, gosh. Just, yeah, playing just an intense round of Uno with Klopp. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. I'm here as well. <laughs> 
All right. All right. Well, that just about wraps up the podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in. As always, if you have any questions, as did David and Peter from this week, you can hit me up on Twitter. It's at Seb underscore Queen. You can find Dan on Instagram. At Dan Rostevsky. And that rounds out the pod. Thank you, Seb. Pep Rodriguez Can't for joining us. Anywhere. A special guest, <laughs> special guest. <laughs> this week. Also, yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. We'll catch you in next week. So the pod for Match Day 20 should be up within a few days. Uh, catch that one soon on iTunes. As always, make sure you please subscribe. Leave us a rating. It always helps. Any feedback you can leave us on the review is always helpful. And if you're ever feeling bad, never forget, at least you're not Simon Minilo. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right.